Hello, hello, hello. Thank God I can record for an hour a month, but I only can record one a month. Yeah, I'm still pretty disgruntled about that. I wish Hub Hopper would give me at least maybe one every two weeks. Um, I want to tell you guys that if you want to hear more from me, I'll try and post the link to my uh, other podcast. Um, it's also called Mental Health Ethics and Social Health, and um, they've been gracious enough to let me uh, publish as many um, episodes as I want. But unfortunately, Hub Hopper wants me to pay for recording more than a month, once a month. So um, that's why you're not hearing from me a lot. Well, it's the 29th of February. Um, let me double check the date, make sure. Okay, this is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. And um, I was going to do a recording a couple days ago, but I've been feeling really really down and out. Um, I um, Some things have transpired in the IOP program and with my crush, the person, the woman I have had a crush on. And um, let's see, uh, February, let me count from uh, January 20, 27th. Let's see. When I uh, made my last um, episode. Okay, let me see. Um, let's see. I forget when I made my last. It looks like I made it around the 27th. <clears throat> yeah, January 27th. I entitled my episode on um, Spotify for Podcasters. And again, the link will be on the... Uh, this episode. And um, I'm also on Spotify. Just look for um, look for mental health, ethics, and social health. Um, you'll find the podcast you're listening to right now. Hopefully the other one that I'm talking about. Okay, January 27th, I made something about that said Limerence finally gone. On the uh, 29th of January... It says here, safe, but very, very sad, brokenhearted. Um, this was when I had um, given Olga my phone number. That's the woman's name. When I'd given Olga my phone number through my counselor, George, and he had given it to her, and I had not heard from her for a, a, about a full week since then. And um, finally, February 8th, um, George told me that she said she lost her phone, and um, that's typical what what you what you say when you're a catfish, or when you're faking uh, you know, when you're faking when you really don't want to deal with the person, but you're faking it and you're pretending to lose your phone. Now I don't know. I still will never know if that really happened or not. I don't know if she lost her phone or not. But George told me that Olga talked to him. George was, was my counselor. I have a counselor named Steve now. They keep jiggering me around in the out, intensive outpatient program. They can't decide who who uh, who my counselor is. That's how disorganized they are sometimes. The mental health system is really unbelievable sometimes. You know, they like to juggle patients. They like to mess, mess with you sometimes. Or maybe it's just the way they... But it's not very good for me. 
I've been having trouble getting rapports with my therapists because of that. And it's a better idea to let a client have a rapport with a counselor. And I was starting to get a rapport with George. And he was telling me, Olga lost her phone. Um, that's what she said. And then uh, this is what happened February 8th. Maybe I'll play you just a little bit. Kind of give you an idea of what happened February 8th. And my program is not a Christian program. Hi, yeah. You could probably watch some on the web, but advertising, advertising. You guys know how things have been going. Um, I can... This happened February 8th. I'm going to give you guys, in case you haven't uh, known, in case you didn't look at my podcast that I'm playing right now. Here's a little bit here. I don't want to play the whole thing. I just want to give you guys pieces of what basically happened uh, to me over the month of February. I gave up on Olga finally. I got tired of the hurt, the pain. I got tired of the, the effort, the endeavor, feeling like I just couldn't uh, do it, couldn't do it anymore. And um, I talked to my counselor last week because I just couldn't stand, I couldn't stand it any longer. I just, I knocked on his door finally and I said, I really like her. I can't go on like I've been going on. I can't go on like I've been going on. And um, I'm looking right now to see what I've been uh, doing. Um... I'm not sure why I have a draft on here. Maybe I'm recording it. My counselor wasn't able to get, was not able to get me into the morning, the morning uh, track. So that was kind of basically what was happening. I was trying to get into the morning intensive outpatient track, and my counselor was unable to get me in there. And I thought that was very interesting. Also, because fast forward to uh, yesterday, I found out that there was a newcomer going into the morning track, and that happened as soon as. I told George that I didn't want to be in the morning track anymore because things were not working out very well with Olga. I'll get to that in a little bit. Hang on a second. But they, they were holding me out of the morning track. I don't know why, for the life of me, why they were doing that until suddenly uh, they let another client into the morning track. I suspect something might have been going on. I think they were being dishonest with me and not admitting to me that they didn't want Olga and me in the same group. I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay, so here's what happened again on February 8th. I was left just feeling really, really bad and really sad. And I'm, I'm safe mentally. I don't have to go to the emergency room or call 988 or 911. I've been okay. I promised I would check into the emergency room if I felt suicidal. I haven't been suicidal, thankfully. That's the good news. I don't want to kill myself. I'm allowing myself to have my feelings. That's part of the healing process. That's part of therapy is dealing with feelings. I've just been having to be very still with my feelings lately and go through, walk through them. And that's a new thing for me. I never thought I could bear uncomfortable feelings and I'm learning how now. That's one of my biggest thing in dealing with a mental illness, dealing with uncomfortable feelings and dealing with disturbing thoughts. And that's something we have to deal with even if we're not mentally ill. You know, dealing with the human condition, dealing with emotions, especially in a society that I still believe is not very supportive. And one of the most disturbing thoughts has been, I keep failing at friendship, I keep failing at love, and I thought I failed again. Last podcast episode that I made um, about Olga. Well, I finally uh, talked to my counselor again, and he said the reason she hasn't been calling has been because she's been out sick, and he's been out sick, and he wasn't able to give her my number. So for the And she lost her phone, too, and um, I thought she didn't want to call me because I wasn't part of the cool crowd. 
That was uh, January's episode. Last couple of days, I was languishing over it some more because she still didn't call, even though he finally was able to give her my number uh, on Monday. Last this past Monday, today is Thursday now. It's been. Yeah, she didn't call until the following Wednesday, or she didn't. She didn't call. Well, she didn't. I didn't see her until the following Wednesday. She called Saturday on the Saturday after that. But let me get to that. And Wednesday, and it's thir- about Thursday now. And um... well, today's Thursday now too, but. That was uh, last month. <laughs> that was in. That was a few, like three weeks ago. She um, might have called me Monday morning. I think uh, George might have, um, my counselor might have, not his real name, might have given her my phone number in the morning because my phone rang at a little before nine, and I wasn't ready to answer it. I wish I had answered it. I wonder. George told me later that it was her. What might have happened if I could go back in time and answer it? I wonder if things would be different now. But um, interesting things have been happening lately. Um, it might have been someone else calling me too. But uh, George told me that um, she tried to put my phone number in her phone and lost her phone. And I don't know if that's true or not. She could have. She could have still been lying to him, my counselor. She might not have been. I don't know. Um, she could have been making an excuse, and it could have been some someone else. I um, had to walk through another 24 hours where she didn't talk to me until today, Wednesday. It's almost Thursday now. It's midnight. Thursday midnight. Um, Today, Wednesday, she um, this past day, she uh, ran up behind me while I was talking to Frank again because he was telling me that she had lost her phone, and um, I didn't know what to believe. George. I got the counselor's name wrong. His name is George. Sorry. Until she ran up to me and said, and said, uh, Cyril, Cyril, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I couldn't, uh, couldn't, uh, call you because I, I didn't, I don't have a phone. And, um, and at first I, I, I said, well, thank you, thank you for telling me, but you lost your phone, huh? You know, I just, I didn't believe it. I just said, you lost your phone. And Frank goes, you know, she was trying to, or not, not Frank, there's, that's another counselor. George. George. Yeah, I think that's her counselor. George is mine. George was saying, um, she lost her phone. And it occurred to me that she might have been lying to him, but he told me later that she didn't lie. And I want to believe her. I want to believe her so badly because I'm tired of not trusting people, and I really want this to work. So I let her hug me. I let her squeal. Squeal. She actually squealed. She went, like that. She just, that was the only time she did that, the first time. I think she was really excited about finally uh, connecting with me. Well, anyway just hugged me so tight and she said she took my phone number maybe she put it in her phone and lost she lost the phone she lost my number um later on she lost my phone number and um i started thinking uh if she lost my phone number maybe it's not for real but i spent wednesday night in a in a pink cloud i really did i spent wednesday night in a cloud is this for real I don't know what to believe. I really don't. I really honestly don't. I'm really freaking out right now. Part of me is really excited. <sighs> that feeling's familiar. Um, part of me wants to say, forget it, fuck it. She might have lied. Another part of me is going, come on, hang in there. And she didn't call from another phone tonight, even though she took my number again. She didn't call me. So that's kind of nagging at me. I don't know what to believe. She, she acted very excited and very positive at IOB. And then she got on her bus and went, went home. And I went into the afternoon track. And I don't know if things will stay, stabilize if I ever get into the morning. Uh, George. Yeah. That he's still working on that, and I hope he can do it. I told her. He never was able to get me into the morning track. But I don't understand why all of a sudden a new person came in, and um, he got in. He got in, I think, two days ago into the morning track. 
I think they were uh, stalling. Okay, so this is what happened on the Saturday, Saturday, February 10th. Welcome to my podcast of the, um, my true, ener- my energy name is Sarah and myself right now. Um, it's out of my, that is out of my comfort zone because, um, I've always relied on other people to comfort me. Being upon others with gratitude rather get funny enough. Okay, hold on. Anyway, I always feel extra sick. Get to the point. What happened on Saturday? Okay, I'll tell you what happened on Saturday. She called me Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm... I get I get kind of talky with these episodes sometimes. I talk too much, and I beat around the bush. Okay, enough beating around the bush, Sarah. Saturday morning, she called me. I still wasn't ready to answer the phone. I guess maybe I had phone anxiety, and I didn't. I wasn't really ready to deal with her, and may, maybe part of me didn't want to look like I was too too eager, you know, too excited. Well, um, I um, dealt with some anxiety. Um, also tried to hide other things from me. Stand having her baby crawling on her most amazing, shiny, long blonde hair. And, uh, baby's like, okay, I'm talking about nothing. Anyway, um, I had, uh, talked to her when I finally did get a hold of her. She called again and I did answer. I think later on Saturday afternoon she called and I did answer. And, um, the subject came up how I was hugging her. She didn't like me touching her hair. And um, I didn't know at the time, I honestly didn't know at the time, but um, many, maybe not all, but many, a majority of uh, black women don't like having their hair touched. And when I hug people, I, um, I, I don't know, some, some people hug uh, just around the waist or just around the neck and they don't touch, they don't, you know, stroke the hair or whatever. Well, I did. And, um, I was telling her how soft her hair was and, uh, she goes, well, I, I, um, I don't let people besides people I'm really close to or families, uh, touch my hair, my grandmother, for example. And I said, okay, I'm sorry I did that. And, um, after that, um, um, I didn't hear from her again. She asked me if she um, could call me on Sunday. She didn't call me on Sunday. So I spent Monday and the rest of that week uh, really upset, really wondering if, um, you know, I was ever going to see her again. And then um, I'm kind of losing my place on the podcast here. Let's see. I lost my place. I spent like maybe the whole week, uh, that week between, um, let's see, February 11th, February 12th. Uh, there's a podcast episode entitled, um, an unforgivable thing. Eight minutes. Hello, you are listening to Sarah E. Mental health, ethics, and social health. Well, I am terminating all my association and relationship with Olga from IOP. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Um, I was really upset about what I did, and I was afraid she was really upset with me. And um, I had a feeling that I had made things worse by apologizing. She didn't call Sunday, and she didn't call for the rest of the week. And I just, I was 
beside myself with um, devastation. Why? I have decided that I have committed a transgression that is beyond forgiveness. Contrary to what my roommate Bruce says, contrary to what my counselor George says, contrary to divine order and forgiveness, contrary to even uh, even the Lord forgiving me, because I confessed. I do not feel like I did something that was forgivable. And I believe that Olga's actions were louder than her words. I did not get a call from her yesterday. I did not get a call from her today. My counselor, George, ran into me at IOP in the hallway. And uh, he told me that they were going through a process of switching counselors, so I'm going to be with another counselor named Steve. And I, I thought it was very interesting that, that uh, George switched counselors. I really did wonder if he didn't want to work with me. And he told me that he, he still did. It was a technical thing. They, uh, there's a rule that, that counselors have to have a certain number of uh, clients. And um, Steve didn't have enough clients. And I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll act as if I believe you because I don't have a choice really. But your, your behavior is bothering me too, George. I don't know why you're suddenly dropping my case. Especially after all this happened, you know, I want to thank you for all, all the help you've been giving me with dealing with this girl or dealing with my feelings and all that. But why are you, you know, and uh, again, he repeated why he goes, well, I, I have to have a certain number of clients and, um, you know, and I, you know, or, or, you know, Steve over here has to have a certain number of clients or whatever. And that's never, I've never heard that before. You guys, I've never heard that before. That's another issue I'm having in the mental health system. I'm starting to wonder if I'm getting jiggered again. Um, the lunch workers have also uh, tried to confuse me about the lunch times. They've changed the lunch times on me a lot. There is a lunch time for the morning track and a lunch time for the afternoon track. And in the afternoon, the afternoon track people are supposed to have lunch before the morning people so they can be given their lunches and sent on their way home. And um, so we get we get to eat first, and they fed us all, and then uh, the morning people can eat and then leave. And um, I would come in at the right time that I was supposed to for the afternoon track. I would come in and make sure I had my lunch before the morning people came in. And um, they um, they kept saying, uh, it's not ready yet, it's not ready yet, and it's not ready yet. And it was supposed to be ready. You know, the, the caterer had come and uh, delivered the food. And they had, uh, they had put, it in the, put it in the containers and all that. They had gotten it ready. And I saw them cl clear as day, just standing around and dawdling and not, um, not serving the food. And then the clients would come up to the table and to see if it was ready yet. Not just me. I, I didn't go. I learned not to come up to the table because I did not want to get yelled at. Other clients would come up to the table, maybe some newer people, and I would notice them yelling at those clients, just snapping their heads off and saying, you know, I'll hold the microphone away from, it's not ready yet, you need to go and sit down, you need to go and sit down, it's not ready yet, Georgie, it's not ready yet, uh, Benjamin, or whatever, I'm just, you know, they're not real names, uh, it's not ready yet, John, you need to go and sit down. So I would go off the patio and go around uh, the grounds just a little ways so I was out of their sight because I didn't want them getting me next, yelling at me next. And um, I, would, I would come back maybe uh, one minute later 
and a line would be finally forming. But I never have seen the line forming when I was there, so I didn't know if they were messing around with my lunch. You know? So um, I don't know if there's some uh, discrimination going on against, uh, you know, gay people. You know? I think they know that I have feelings for Olga. And uh, I think they want me to be separated from her. Now, I understand if uh, in the therapeutic relationship, um, clients should be uh, separated so that they don't have relationships with, uh, with other clients and, you know, they don't let that mess around or mess up or get in the way of their therapeutic process. I understand that totally, you know, unless they're having couples therapy, you know. They shouldn't be in the same group and all that. But um, I, did fine. I did fine when she was in the afternoon track. There were no problems. You know, I, I, I behaved myself. In fact, um, the crush, I didn't even become aware of the crush until uh, just, before, just before they uh, switched her. And I still wonder, sometimes I still wonder if they switched her to separate us. And then when I wanted to go in the morning track, um, you know, at first I thought George thought it was a good idea that I could be in the morning track um, for the sake of my own schedule. And maybe, maybe so I, I could, you know, get to know her a little bit, maybe at least have a therapeutic relationship with her, you know, just be friends. And I agreed until, um, until they're like, until he's like, well, uh, my boss won't, won't let me get you into the morning track because uh, it's full right now. Well, why was the morning track? The morning track was obviously not full because they're letting other clients in to the morning track and they're letting other clients into the afternoon track. You know, this program is not full. They're still letting new people in. So what, what is the story about, about it being full? I don't buy it. I don't believe it. So um, fast forward to what, what, what's been happening right now. Um, I'm thinking about, uh, going to another program because I don't like, like how they're treating me. I don't like feeling like they're, they might be, uh, discriminating against me covertly. You know, I don't even have a case with them because, uh, the manager is in on it. I, um, tried to look into it and, um, okay, uh, fast forward two weeks later into maybe last week, um... Olga invited me to sit with her at lunch, and um, to her morning lunch, and I had been permitted to uh, sit, sit with the morning people, so that I could uh, sit with her. Well, I found out that she has a kind of developmental disability, which uh, does not get in the way whatsoever of how I feel about her, but it does get in the way with the way I interact with her. Um, I can't understand anything she's saying. When she talks more slowly, I can understand her. But when she talks really fast, which she does when she's nervous, I can't understand her at all. So uh, I noticed that she was talking to the new person um, in a very clear, understandable way. And when she talked to me, she wasn't talking to me in a very clear, understandable way. It was just, it sounded like gibberish. And um, so I think when she wants to, she can talk in an understandable way, but um, she, she won't. So um, I've drawn the conclusion that as of now, 
it is not a good idea for me to be on the patio and I don't think it's even a good idea where the lunch workers are and I don't think it's a good idea to even for e even for me to even be going back there anymore but I do need to go to a program so I can retain my uh, social supple my uh, social security disability insurance my benefits um, in order for me to retain my benefits as somebody with a mental illness I need a provider so um, um, I missed a day yesterday because I was still I went AWOL for a day so I could think about what's been going on and um, the doctor called me today at home and that kind of freaked me out um, she's like are, are you alright Sarah everything okay and I said yeah everything's fine I I missed yesterday but uh, I attended today and um, you know everything's fine and um, I didn't want to tell her what was going on either so I think right now what I'm going to do is keep a very low profile and act very low maintenance with her with um, the other clients with uh, the staff um, and certainly with the lunch workers I'm going to try to spend as little time on the patio as possible and for me that means getting there 15 minutes late after group starts. I don't want to run into Olga. She's leaving. I ran into a problem there. She she was leaving um, her morning track as I was coming in for the afternoon track. I thought I could avoid her by getting there right in time for group, but I couldn't. I still ran into her. And um, I want myself, I want her, and I want the other clients, and I want the staff, and I want the lunch workers to to be very clear that I am not after her even though they know how I feel about her even if she knows you know so, something else freaky happened she told Mark the new guy not his real name she told Mark that um, George my counselor my then counselor told her that I noticed her and I thought gee willikers that's something you say about someone who has a crush on you she noticed me she he noticed he noticed me uh, she she noticed her what he noticed her or whatever that's what you say when you have a crush on someone or when you know you have a crush on someone when you know someone has a crush on you and I just got so I got so scared and um, I thought oh my god there's a possibility that she knows and I didn't want her to know and um, I'm saying there's a possibility because I don't I don't know for sure I don't even know if I'm being uh, messed with by the staff. I don't know with the the, the morning track and with the the lunch, and with the uh, counselors being switched. That was a that was a fourth time I got switched. Third time I got switched counselors. The first time because uh, the virtual counselor didn't uh, have enough cases. Then a second time because uh, George wanted to take my case and she had to leave because. Um, Sasha had to leave, not her real name. Sasha had to leave because Medicare stopped doing the uh, virtual therapy, virtual uh, mental health programs. And um, <clears throat> then um, I got switched from George to uh, Steve. And I got, along I got along with George better than I got along, I get along with Steve. You know, I, I get along with Steve, but like a, a person on the street. I really don't want to be under his care. He's kind of he's kind of uh, weird, you know. I don't think I have a good personality uh, match with him. 
Um, he doesn't quite jibe with me and um, connect with me. I think he wants to, and he's been trying, but I thought George and I connected the best, the most, and I don't know why he had to just drop me like that. So um, there's an option of me switching programs. I'm not sure what I'm going to tell the, the doctor. Um, I told her I was okay today. Um, I guess meaning that I'm safe, that I'm not about to go and do anything. But I think I need to get out of a toxic atmosphere. Between you you and me, listeners, I think I need to get out of a, a, a possible toxic atmosphere or at least an atmosphere where I don't feel comfortable being in, especially when, when dealing with my mind. Um, I went back in in October because I was getting evaluated for SSDI. Um, I need a provider. Um, I can't just uh, go, go this alone. But I feel like I'm going it alone, even there, you know, because I don't trust them. I don't know why they kept me out of the uh, warning program, you know, one of them. Um, I have a, a little good news before I close out this uh, episode, you guys. Um, for You know, again, I want you guys to listen to my other podcast that I was playing bits of a moment ago. Um, that's where I am now during the months, during the times in the months, in the months when I'm not doing the monthly here. Um, I was good to myself. I had a uh, Zoom call with my mentor on Valentine's Day and, um, he, he had a couple of friends on and, uh, we had a Valentine's Day virtual celebration, um, at the beach. I went to the beach and, um, uh, in San Diego, I went to Pacific beach and, uh, walked around and uh, looked at the ocean and looked at the sunset and we had a glorious Valentine's day. And it was because I couldn't have a Valentine's day with Olga. I did try and have lunch with her, uh, on Valentine's day, but, um, that was when I found out she didn't talk to me very well. And, um, it felt like she wanted to be anywhere else but with me. And then uh, the other uh, the other day, um, I felt like that. I felt like she, she wanted to be somewhere else but with me. Because she was speaking so easily to the new, the new guy from the morning program. And I thought, why can't she talk like that to me? So I've been having to take care of myself. And I did some self-care on Valentine's Day. I went to the beach and... Um, they had had a raffle at intensive outpatient during lunchtime, and I actually won something. I won a mini box of chocolates, and I had wanted so badly to give her give her one or two, give her some, share it with her. But since she was so stonewall towards me that day, I didn't feel like I had the heart to do that. So I went out to the beach and had a Zoom call with my mentor, and... I ate my chocolates at the beach. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, this could feel like a pity party, but I think we can also be in charge of those pity parties and make them something nice, too. You know, especially if all we've got is ourselves. going to let you all go through the month of March. I hope you're all safe, and I hope you check out my other podcast. 
And you can always check out the other episodes on this one. Ones I made uh, for the past year or so. All right. This is Sarah E. signing off. Happy March for the month of February. Bye.